I guess this is the third week of our um, Walking Dead post show. This is for season 10, episode three, Ghost. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the latest episode that we've seen. Uh, I did ask people to uh, give us feedback about, again, no spoilers, hopefully, but what you thought of the new bonus episode that they came up with um, that premiered this weekend. And uh, we can talk a little bit about the the state of the Walking Dead. Um, I'm I'm glad we got an episode like this because um, I was getting a little like I mentioned on the podcast, a little antsy that we were going d- d- jacking up all the levers to dumb fun action, but like some of the characters had been, you know, not given a, a lot of time to to shine, um, especially since you know we're coming in. And, you know, we're post winter. We, we need to check in with everybody. Um, I, f- I felt like this is a great episode that kind of like shows where Carol's head's at and uh, some of the other uh, big players in the game. So I, I had a lot of fun watching this episode. Yeah, like I said, this is an interesting episode um, that explored a lot of the relationships between the Alexandria folk. Um, we haven't, you know what, we haven't checked in with Hilltop this whole season, right? Uh, that's true. Yeah. We've been to Oceanside and we've been at, uh, Alexandria. Yeah. The kingdom's still abandoned, I imagine. So we just have the three, uh, settler camps at this point. And whatever tent Daryl left in the woods. Yeah. Ah, right. The, the easternmost outpost of the Rick empire. (laughs) Um, and then I guess, of course, you also have the, the whispers. Um, you know, I, we were talking about geography on the last podcast and uh, of, of this show. I wonder if um, the, like, I, did we talk about this last year about how the, no one knew about the whispers? Did we decide whether they had just recently come into contact with it? Because the way they portrayed the stuff with the satellite going down and all that stuff, it seems like geographically everybody's a little bit too squished up to never have seen a 10,000 strong horde. Or I wonder if like you're supposed to understand that some of the hordes that they've dealt with in the past that they've redirected and stuff have actually been whispers all along. I I don't know, man. I'm very confused by the the horde stuff here because we've got hordes coming in from everywhere. I, I would have assumed that a lot of those would have been swept up and been part of the gigantic horde that Alpha's mm. hoarding. Uh but apparently not. Apparently there's just a ton of walkers out there still that are drawn in by this explosion. Yeah. I thought that was a really good idea. The fact that like you have a, you know, some kind of big airburst explosion that would draw literally, you know, potentially tens of thousands of zombies from all the cardinal directions. Um, although I guess they're pretty far East. So you're probably not going to get attacked from that direction. <laughs> right. But uh, North, South and West, um, those are, you got to watch your caboose there. Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah, you know, they're like, I wonder when we are going to check in with Hilltop because it's kind of weird that we haven't thus far, you know, like uh, is Hilltop threatened by Walker incursions because they got to be in terms of like where you can see from planet earth, um, like a satellite fall, they got to be close enough that they would draw a little bit of that traffic. Wouldn't they? 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I'm trying to remember who's even at Hilltop. Like it used to be Maggie and Sadiq and Enid and all those people are dead or, or over at Alexandria. Tara's dead too. Jesus is dead. Tara's dead. Did they roll up Hilltop? Possibly. Who would have taken over? Uh, Boston Rob? I'd, yeah, maybe the the harsh, uh, you know, Alexandria winter was like really harsh, and it just just ah no, nah, we'll have to check in. Uh, I hope that they didn't establish that like everyone left the hilltop and went to Alexandria during the storm, and we just like weren't paying attention. That doesn't yeah, seem right because because hilltop was the strongest community, I think, like yeah, the most self sufficient. The 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 most you know had the most man. It seems like they got the blacksmith. There's a lot of lot of. Uh, uh, good stuff um, that the hilltop people got that people in Alexandria and Oceanside and all that do not. Yeah, um, maybe it's just the blacksmith running stuff up there now. Now that they got Aaron with the Morning Star fist, um, and we talked about him having a like um, Armies of Darkness type chainsaw attachment. Mm-hmm. Are there any other useful any other useful implements that he could put on there besides his his hand? Oh yeah, a trowel. Um, <laughs> I, I think like a vegetable peeler. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> i i i kind of want the show to do more of just experimenting with like attachments. You know, like you got a For potato sure. peeler, you got uh, you know just a, sta- <laughs> a stabbing thing, a blunt force trauma instrument. You got. Uh, um, Flamethrower. Oh, yes. Yes. A blowtorch. Blowtorch. Although I guess the, the thing of the problem with the Army of Darkness attachment is it seems like gasoline is in short supply in this world because everyone's gone back into horseback and wagons. You yeah. know, you got like maybe a little bit left with Daryl's motorcycle. I wonder, just like bullets, you know, like Carol doesn't even have a full six shooter anymore. Uh, I wonder if those things yeah. are in short supply. Has to be. Who's refining gas now? Nobody. As best I can tell, uh, I think uh, everybody should should send in voicemails and let us know what the best attachment would be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm still going through my notes and see if there's any other kind of things that. Uh, oh, back scratcher! Can you imagine? Oh my god! Yeah, I just keep that clipped in my belt at all times because you right. just never know. You never know when you're going to need. Um, <laughs> Or you I mean that's just something he should have as part of his hand attachment, like his middle finger. He should just be able to like pull on that and like you know a car like oh. those old school car antennas. It just extends out about three feet, and he can just you know get yeah. the middle of the back and it's just just specter yeah. gadget that shit. <laughs> He's got like <laughs> one of those back scratchers you get at like Chuck E. Cheese. It's another. It's like his little middle finger's got a little tiny scratching hand on the end of it. He just pulls it out, <laughs> and it's good to go. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. 
And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Yeah, I'm also like curious to hear what people have to say about Negan's, what Negan's up to um, vis-a-vis his reverse psychology versus like, you know, what was his game with Aaron? You know, like the way yeah. I would have played that is I had to be maximum healthy helperson the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron tells me to drop the crowbar. I'd be like, come on, you know, we've been slaying zombies together. My broomstick's getting broke. Um, but I certainly wouldn't have like shoved him into like three uh, hogweed zombies left him to be blinded, gone back to a house and just kind of like, you know, yeah, let him get, yeah, but, but I don't know. I'm not, obviously I'm not Negan. He, uh, he's a much in, more interesting, interesting guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess like the arc there, right. Is that Aaron's going to have to learn how to forgive here. I yeah. Assume. Yeah, he's definitely one of the ones that have personally lost something. Um, yeah. I was also kind of surprised that Eugene was still trying with Rosita because, like, I, I know that like we we agreed that that was a interest that was a good conversation that they had, but like, I don't know. I felt like that they, they dealt with this last year when she kind of told him yeah. off about like. Well, I, I, I think know. that's why she's so pissed because she thought she dealt with it last year. Yeah. You know? And and here he is still like trying to eye her boobs while she's breastfeeding and like Yeah. Yeah. She thought this matter was settled and Eugene won't let it rest. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, finally he will. I don't know. I wonder did, Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I guess like maybe it would be, I don't know, appropriate, but he could revisit that. Like if uh, Father Gabriel dies, because that's the thing, you know, uh, just, Father Gabriel could get eaten next week and then 
you know, Sadiq is uh, paired off with Dante and uh, Rosita's impressed. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you talk Rosita and Eugene, but that's the thing. It's like, if, if something changes then maybe you can revisit it, but I thought after further review that it was kind of bullshit that, uh, that happened. Um, let's see. Yeah. This is going through my notes and we do have a voicemail could pop over to that real quick. Uh, if you can make it work, then sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to get it to go from, I don't know how to get it to go from waiting to approved. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's one, there's one ready. Um, all right. Here we go. I think he should have a fishing rod attachment. How awesome yes. would that be? You'd like never lose a fish. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like maybe when he's over an ocean side, he can clip on his uh, fish fish binder and his uh, his um. Oh God, I I used to know the different types of reels, like the over under, the canister type, uh, the fly. Yeah, fly. He needs a fly fishing rig. Put on yeah. some waders, big uh, big uh, sun hat, and uh, all that stuff. He he can have a few fishing attachments. I imagine a net might come in handy. Mm. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if if uh, Judith is over there catching a fish and she's got a big one and can't quite reel it in. He could he could wait out there with a net attachment. Is there, uh, I, I also, net, another you thing. mentioned Oceanside. I wonder if he had the shield attached to that arm that way. Oh man, I just that's the thing. It's like. Um, I guess if I was going to do hand-to-hand zombie combat, maybe you can make an argument for having the uh, the, the flail, the, the blunt force trauma spiky thing attachment. Mm-hmm. But like, I think most time, like, why wouldn't you just want a weapon? Because maybe you need to drop something and like, you know, bandage somebody up or help them to their feet. Or I was also thinking when he was yeah. blinded and passed out, uh, I've wrote this on my notes, but I forgot to say it. But like, what if he had a scratch? He's asleep and is, you know, like Negan, Negan takes a feather and, and, uh, tickles his nose and he just smashes his face in. God. Yeah. Like sometimes it's nice to be able to have handles and, and, and drop things, you know? Uh, yeah. How functional is that hand attachment that he's got? It seems full. I mean, it, it seems like what they did is like, uh, Merle's attack. If you remember when Merle lost his hand and he had like one of the conventional kind of amputee uh, hooks, you know, yeah, um, like a like, bayonet like the fugitive. Yeah. Yeah. Or he had a bayonet attachment like that. The problem with that is like, you've always got the actor with his hand and then it's always unnaturally long because, you know, you can't really cut his arm off and do all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that is, you know, to make it look natural, it's better just for him to just be wearing a glove. Now, the real question is how the fuck does that articulate hand actually work? You know, like right. it's army of darkness. No one asks those questions because, you know, Ash just understands about molecular structures and things. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, he just, he just makes it happen. But I, it's a real good question about how that actually works. I, I, I do, I do assume it's, it's fully functional though. Yeah. Um, uh, then, yeah, I, I agree with your point. Like it makes more sense to just carry around a knife, uh, carry around a mace. Um, we have another message. I'm going to go check in and see, uh, cause I don't, I just spoke to the moderator. Maybe I gave her the wrong link or she's having a trouble getting in. 
Oh, um, do we not have a moderator? They're just coming directly to us. Well, I mean, I, they're not getting approved or rejected. So uh, oh, gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and approve because I recognize both these people. So, yeah, let's fuck it. No mods, no gods, no kings. Okay. Nothing between us and the I. The, the um, oh, I should have rejected this because we already listened to it. Uh, <laughs> you want to hit her, hit her next message? Yeah, here we go. Hey, I wanted to comment on the first of the pandemic episodes that aired this week. <clears throat> yes. You guys, uh, like I had uh, pretty low expectations thinking it was going to be some cutting room floor stuff or some real skeleton crew stuff. It was surprisingly competent. Um, for my eyes, I couldn't really, you wouldn't even have known that it was made during pandemic conditions. It kind of just played out like a regular episode. Um, I'd be curious to hear what others say, spoiler free. And, uh, maybe you guys can comment on those future prospects because you, you'll run into those episodes eventually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, it's like when you said, uh, it's surprisingly competent. Um, does that, I mean, I, I always, because that's the thing. I remember clearly when we abandoned The Walking Dead before season nine, uh, you know, as we were going about our business and we're doing our stuff and we were doing things like lunch. I remember people ask like, hey, have you checked out season nine? Because guess what? It's surprisingly good. And I remember having to, you know, like I always expect that if we were to drop any show because we didn't like it anymore, there would always be people that miss us and want us to come back and our, everyone's taste is different. So it's like when people... <laughs> say um you know like what 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 when when people write in i always take that with like a grain of salt but then when i went back and saw season nine i'm like well shit this is i guess i would call surprisingly good but i think it's just like good at this point so like are we judging by the walking dead scale like i mean obviously i don't expect this to be amazing but i'm i'm genuinely shocked that these things are cool um that these things are working at all so yeah the fact that they're that anyone really other than like a super fan of walking dead would call him the anything but awful is impressive to me. <laughs> Cause you know, like you said, it's, it's you're judging on a walking dead scale, but like that scale is kind of all over the place too. Because if you judge on a season one, season two scale, it's actually not, you know, not too bad. If you judge on a season eight scale, it's complete crap. So, mm-hmm. Who knows what a Walking Dead scale is anymore? But yeah, if if they're decent, I'm kind of looking forward to getting to them, just to yeah, just, just to state my curiosity, honestly. Yeah, and it's just a testament to I think how well the show's running that like they can do this crazy, and it, it does sound like the more we hear about it, it's less like bonus footage from the previous episodes. Although that might be interesting springboard stuff, and more of like they just took small units and you know, did socially distanced filming essentially and, and got these like little isolated episodes. But um, yeah, I haven't been on, obviously I haven't been to, to see what people said about it because I'm scared to death of getting spoilers. Yeah. Um, I just talked to our moderators. She said that they're, she's approving them, but like for whatever reason, I'm not seeing them being approved. So, oh. uh, but I, I guess the system's working. Maybe it's, a, I got a refresh or something. I don't know. This is the first week. We've done this like five weeks this is the first week we've had a, a weird moderation deal. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Um, what else? Oh, the other thing I was wondering if people had an opinion over which of the 
And am I the only one that thinks this, but like, why is it that we assume that any of the Daryls that Carol talked to are real? Or why do we say that the truck driver one is real and the one that denied the truck driver dad is real was the real one? But I guess like yeah. if they clear that up in a few, like I, I'm asking for spoilers here, but like, I just, that's the thing. It's like, um, I know narratively they want you to think the second story is real, but I'm not sure what they've had to give this, the, 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 what, what we would be going on for that opinion. Yeah. What was her state at the end of this episode? It was very, she was still like super tired, right? She hadn't slept yet. Right. So anything we're seeing from her POV could be not real until she sleeps. Well, she definitely woke up. She got to Alexander, went to sleep. Um, Oh, well, no, she didn't go to sleep. She passed out because she got, you know, impaled with a chunk of glass and they had the operator oh, on her. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you call that like, because like I've, I have, you know, whenever like I've gone in for surgery or something, I've been knocked out for a while. It's like, I don't really think of that as restful, you know, like I never like wake up from, yeah. you know, having trauma done to me and then be like, oh man, I felt like I had a nice, nice long nap. So <laughs> maybe she certainly yeah. like, unapologetic for any of her behavior. Um, oh, yeah. Which is everybody so knows. Carol. Right. Um, I was also kind of surprised that Michonne is so cool about it, relatively speaking. Yeah. I, I, so the things I think you can say for sure uh, about those scenes is that the stuff, some version of the gymnasium scene happened, right? Because mm-hmm. we go back to it at the end and there are a bunch of dead walkers. Plus, all the people woke up and like went, saw Carol standing there in the middle of the gymnasium surrounded by dead bodies. Right. Um, uh-huh. Whether she got, you know, uh, snared in a whisper or snare or not, I, I have no idea. Um, which version of the Daryl story, I'm not sure uh, is true. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think she's out of pills at this point. Yeah. I was also curious about like, we didn't talk about this in the podcast either, but the snare, like, again, I don't know if that's real or not, but like, why, who would have put a snare in the middle of this gymnasium <laughs> and for what purpose? Yeah. Cause it kind of looked like a, a coil, like, you know, and it's just like a, some kind of accident, but like, I don't think that's how stuff works. Like, you know, what is it like? Uh, it's tied to a sandbag that was used by the drama <laughs> department to hang lights or something. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, just just a hair trigger of tension and it goes off. I bet if you go back and like actually try and analyze those scenes, they're trying to do something with like, oh, the snare represents uh, her guilt over Henry and like, you know, the the the. I don't know the piece of glass represents some other thing, uh, but I didn't pay close enough attention to it to do that. Right. Right. I or, yeah. Or that um, the, the new, the, the loop represents civilization and she feels trapped in it because she yes. can't get out through her woods cabin that she feels at home in. I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else does anybody like? It could be a short, short show tonight. Um, oh, let's see what this uh, next voicemail is. Yeah. Oh, you can see I, my system's completely broke down. I see zero <laughs> things on the board. I see two rejected messages. So I'm, I'm. You let me know when you got a message because I'm just like I'm filling time. There's nothing here. I don't know what's going on. Oh boy. 
All right, let's hit this. It's probably just another attachment for Aaron. Get ready to riff. All right. Oh, shit. I hit it and it did nothing. Yep. Nothing. Be ready to riff. Okay. All right. Well, the the whole system is broken. Yeah. So weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, I, yeah, I don't know because the modern, the, the mod thing's working weird and I've been sitting back and forth with Michelle trying to figure that out. I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's, um, could be, this is a brand new app. This has only been out for a little bit. So it could be that, uh, it's just, uh, a little bit of a bug systems having a, a problem or we did something, yeah. we did something kooky. Um, because right. the other thing I wanted to kind of get people's opinion is uh, what do we think was going on between Dr. Dante and Dr. Sadiq? Yeah, uh, they're going to little... give each other a second opinion. Um, <laughs> a, a physical examination, sure. Physical examination, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah, I. I've, I've, I've stretched, I've stretched this out as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, so why did the um, first two we'll, voicemails work and the third didn't? Oh. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's the, the, the way things are going. Um, well, where do you, I got I gotta, I, I got a question. It'll take 30 seconds at least to talk about. Yeah. Where, where, where did they get their pink bandages for Carol? Uh, I don't know. I imagine, I imagine they're probably dying that stuff. Custom bandages. You think they're die? They're, they're, they're actually, you know, got regular bandages, and they're like, you know yeah. what we need? High vis pink, high vis pink bandages. Oh yeah, they grow a few, a few beets. Uh, get that beetroot juice mixed in with a, <laughs> a whole lot of water. Just thin it out, and then dye those bandages. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll the just... thing that I like most about this episode is the horror elements. Do you think they're going to be doing more of that? Because they did it. A, they did it a couple times this season so far that I've noticed. One is with Beto when they first meet him in the flashback last episode. They kind of had mm-hmm. him looking like a big slasher villain. Oh, uh, yeah. This episode, they did some actual like hallucination ghost jump scare type stuff. Uh that we don't surprisingly because it's a horror show we don't actually get all that much horror uh in this show i would like to see more of that yeah we used to i mean that was like it's it's uh stock and trade in the first season or two but then people get used to the zombies they're not as scary anymore i like that they've returned to that um and it does seem like they're like uh the the uh, episode where like Beta and um, Connie and Daryl all squared off in that like low rise hotel. Yep. They filmed him kind of like a Jason Voorhees type character. For sure. Yeah, um, that's what that character really is. And this one is a uh, one that I've not seen before. It's almost like a psychological horror film. Uh, mm-hmm. Reminded it actually, what was that? Um, was that film that you had me watch that had David Caruso? <laughs> session nine so like it's like one of those things that it gave me a lot of session nine feels where they're like you know exploring this abandoned you know this abandoned building and you're not really sure if you saw something out of the corner of your eye and people's sanity is kind of frayed um mm-hmm. they have 
they had that like really cool psychological or, but I just don't know how you induce that. Like that's a, that's a, that'd be something hard to pull off every season, but like just going through the aesthetics of like, you know, like last season they explored some like hammer horror looking stuff and, um, you know, creepy, misty graveyard kind of things. Uh, yeah locations other than just the woods um right actually doing some interesting lighting instead of just shooting day they they did have a pretty bad day to night scene uh or shooting day for night the the one where uh eugene's trying to show off for rosita like i Mm -hmm. thought that was like um you know kind of old school uh cheap day for night shooting for for walking dead but for the most part i said i don't know i hope i hope um yeah, me too, because I, I really like it, horror movies and that stuff. Yeah, and like, I know, it's like, seems like um, at this point, there's the, they could do torture porn, you know, like where they're oh, just yeah. like hurting people and gross, and, but, but I, I, that's not my personal taste, and they can do, mm-hmm. you know, straight up zombie stuff, and then with Beta and some of the more powerful whispers, they can do, uh, you know, slasher type stuff, but like, they're kind of limited, because it's like this, this ghost, like, I don't know, it'd also be kind of cool if they had a straight up ghost because I don't think they've ever done that and I don't know what people would think if there was like the suggestion that ghosts could be real in this world um, hmm. I mean if zombies can why not yeah like I guess they've done a little psychological horror before I never felt like horror but like remember that ghost story like calling Rick on the phone <laughs> uh, and he would yeah. see her appearing in like white dresses here and there uh-huh. um, that wasn't ever scary where I thought this was very much like, Oh, is that Henry? Oh no, it's actually a zombie girl. Oh no, it's a whisperer. Um, and just the way it was shot was less like, Oh, Carol's cracking up and losing her mind and more of like, this is just a, a genuinely scary situation. Yeah. They did it with the governor too. Um, when he was chasing Andrea in the, in one of those abandoned buildings. Uh, right. I thought that episode was pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Carol, that's like the other big question I have after this episode how far are they going to go with Carol's psychosis? Let's say her seeing things, um, being haunted by the deaths of these children. Are they going to, are they, is this going to stretch out a whole season? Is she going to be dealing with this for a long time? Are they gearing up to eliminate her? What's, what do you think is going no, on? With that? Well, I mean, that's a, that's what sucks. Cause I've got a little bit of spoiler and that I know oh. that Carol and Daryl are going to be in a spinoff. <laughs> So right, although right, I guess right. like, it could yeah. be a it could be a flashback, but I guess I could see her struggling this for a half season, you know. Um, yeah. And the other question is, wh- are where did she get these pills? Mm-hmm. Um, is this going to be something out that causes for like is maybe she got them out on the sea? Maybe she's getting it from Dante. Dante's uh, you know Doctor Feelgood type. <laughs> Uh, well, that would be interesting group dynamic insert some monkey wrenches into that group dynamic. If he's like supplying one of the most beloved figures with, with trucker speed. But yeah. I, I like, is, are they going to do like your, Oh man, who was it? Um, when they had the uh, Lawrence uh, Gilliard jr. Um, and his alcohol, you know, was it, was he an alcoholic? Was he some kind of other uh, substance uh, abuse? I think he was person? an alcoholic. Yeah. Cause they had that kind of whole thing. Like he was always trying to find ways to like find alcohol and covertly drink. And I wonder mm-hmm. if they'll do, you know, that's been a long time ago. I wonder if they'll do yeah. some kind of like drugs are bad. Okay. Type of thing with, uh, with Carol. I mean, I feel like they already did it this episode. <laughs> this was, yeah, you know, not a great experience for her or yeah. anybody. 
I know meth is addictive, so it's like, yeah, being forced to cut cold turkey. Is she going to have like? Is there going to be something where because she stayed awake to dodge her ghosts and demons and to participate in the waves of attacks? Is she going to have? And now she's got withdraw from this methamphetamines like is she going to have like shaky hands is that going to cause her to make a fatal mistake for somebody it's like you know there's already she we've talked about how she's almost showing an unacceptable level of risk when it comes to other people's lives in this community we know she also just wants to get the fuck out of there get off on her boat and get away or just take off with daryl um like I, i wonder if they're setting their up on a trajectory where like her and daryl will have to leave like you know they're just they're just but i don't know what you do with those characters if you got like you know carol and daryl roaming the road and there's two damage to belong to a group Uh what kind of legs does that series have like they just avoid people kill people you know uh do uh, like bushcraft arts and crafts things uh like what, what what kind of what does that show actually look like i don't know I, yeah, it's it, we did this Al and Joe experiment last year where mm-hmm. we just had Al and Joe watch an episode of Ride and pretend that they had watched an episode of Walking Dead or that they thought it was an yeah. episode of Walking Dead and review that instead. Right. Uh, I feel like it would be close to that where the show would just be Ride, but it would think it was Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if you get what I mean, like, because what can you do? I mean, it's it's going to be like the same conversations over and over again. Are they going to meet a new group of survivors and it's just going to turn into Walking Dead 2.0? That, that's the thing. It's like, well, why did you even leave your old exactly. friends and family? You know, are they going to like become villains? Like, is there going to be some kind of, you know, they're they'll take people in, but they got to be people like themselves that don't have any attachments to people. And, you know, they're just there for utility <laughs> yeah. and safety, but they don't actually care about you or something like that. Um, I can't. I I don't know because I've been thinking. It's like I love the idea. I think it's a cool idea, but it's very hard to see that. And that's the other thing. It's like I don't know because you know I trust in Angela Kang. I don't trust anybody AMC. So they could spin this thing off because the show's going away. But like, who's going to be the showrunner? Because if they can't do anything interesting with Carol and Daryl, then you know, like my loyalty uh, only goes so far. Yeah. Well, what do you think, man? You think you're ready? We're ready to wrap up this uh, feedback edition. Uh, I think so. Let me try and hit the spot one more time. Oh, we Nothing. got we got another one. Okay. Well, um, if you if you missed the show, you can get your, your chance to give uh, your live feedback. Know that we'll be back next Wednesday uh, to take more of your thoughts live and on the air. Uh, we also are still taking conventional feedback at watching dead at baldmove dot com. We're just going to save all those up for like a super. Super feedback, wrap-up, mid-season wrap-up when we get uh, done with uh, the first half of season 10. I guess the first third of season 10, as it turns out. Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> we got eight more episodes after that and six more episodes after that. Um, but yeah, no, we'll uh, see how it goes. Send that feedback into Watching Dead. We'll be getting to that in about five weeks. And again, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. If you got some, uh, you got, got some time, uh, hit us up on Stereo.com slash move. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. We'll see you next week. 